Hey guys, welcome back to the Plant-Based Body Podcast. If you've been loving these episodes just as much as me, please head over and hit the subscribe button as I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Today I am joined by Lucy Brennan. Her story is absolutely amazing and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So get out your pen and paper and please welcome Lucy Brennan. I am joined here today by Lucy Brennan, founder and director of Loose Fit Australia. Thank you so much for being here with me. No worries, Steph. Happy to be here. Oh, good <laughs> to have you. So I want to start off by telling the listeners where you're from, where you grew up, and yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, well, basically, I'm from Geelong. Been mm-hmm. been living in Geelong my whole life, really. Um, I grew up in just in Belmont. Um, I went to Belmont High, yeah, high school, and. I moved to Melbourne for about three years, oh, like yes. once I turned 20, um, but then have moved back to Geelong and sort of settled myself here. Yeah. Yeah. So good. What was Belmont High like? Um, I liked Belmont High. I wasn't really too much of an academic, I would say, um, but obviously made such good friends and um, yeah, it was a bit more bit more laid back for me, which is which is yeah. good. So we yeah. went to like sports and all that sort of stuff. I wasn't actually that sporty really? growing up. I played tennis. Um, and I used to dance. Oh, yeah. So that was probably as far as I went. Yeah. In terms of, like, ball sports, hand-eye coordination, I'm absolutely <laughs> shocking. I'm ridiculously <laughs> Me bad. Too, yeah. Know. I'm so bad. So, um, yeah, so never really that sporty. Like, I remember doing PE in high school and probably always being, like, the last one to be picked because I just knew <laughs> that I was so bad. Yeah. Um, but I did PE up until year 12, probably just because oh, cool. I thought it was a, you know, a chill-out class. Like, you could, you know, like, yeah, wasn't that, that serious? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. But I heard it was one of, like, actually one of the harder classes to be in. It absolutely was. Yeah. Like, unless you... I remember a lot of the kids in my class did biology as well as PE. Yeah. And then so they had this really good understanding of, like, all the energy systems. And I would just sit there and be like, oh, my gosh. I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> not at all. But, no. Nah. Oh, okay. What was, like... What was high school about for you? Um, I suppose... For me, like, I definitely still, I like to study about the things that I knew that I was good at and that took my interest. So, um, for me, like, some of my better subjects, well, definitely the the ones I tried harder in were health Mm -hmm. um, and food. I used to love cooking. Oh, yeah, It was, like, definitely would have been on the cards to be, like, a potential career for me, Mm -hmm. I think, if I hadn't have found sort of PT but I remember being younger and always saying to mum like oh I want to be a chef and I used to cook and that sort of stuff but yeah yeah I love cooking Mm, I still love it so much yeah and like the weeks that I don't cook I'm just like oh like as soon as I get back into it I'm like yes I love this I know that's what I'm missing yeah yeah I use it as a little bit of like therapy yeah it's just like chill out time do your meal prep yeah just makes you feel like you've got your life together yeah absolutely and when you create meals I think that you've never made before or that interest you to make like it it creates such a different experience in the kitchen a hundred percent yeah love recipe Mm. creating yeah I like putting that out for people as well Mm. I noticed that you had a little bit of a protein ball oh yes I used to do that in Melbourne so that was like there was a girl that ran a cafe inside the gym I used to work at and I always used to make protein balls kind of like in my spare time and just, yeah, do new recipes and that sort of stuff and people like. And I feel like it was kind of around the time when raw treats really sort of took off. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, there was a girl doing how to cafe and 
she was like, oh, do you want to make protein balls for me? And I was like, oh, okay, like, not really sure, like, but anyway, it was easy enough and, yeah, um, yeah, it probably took up too much of my time, which is probably why I don't really do it that much anymore. Yeah. And I just used to eat too many of them. That's my problem. Oh, I can't make them anymore. I know, whenever I make raw treats, can't have them in the house. I've got to, like, gift them to people. Yeah, absolutely. Take I take Otherwise them to Otherwise, I eat them all myself. Yeah, I or take batches to work now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just eat them. Otherwise, Oscar at home will eat them. I'm always like, where have they all gone? <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Just thank you, secret yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I know. Thank you. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about where you headed after high school. Mm-hmm. So what did you do after you graduated? So after I graduated, I actually got accepted into health science mm-hmm. at Deakin. I never actually wanted, I knew that I never really wanted to go to uni, but it was sort of mum giving me that little push, like, come on, Lucy. like, you got into your course and by got in, like I scraped through, like it was by the tiniest mark. Um, but she's like, give it a go, you know, like to see how you go. So I did a year and a half of health science um, and same thing, like scraped through first year. And I just knew that it wasn't really for me. It's just not the way that I learn best, I think. Yeah. I found it was like we always had heaps of online lectures and, yeah. and things like that. And I just couldn't, I couldn't ask anyone questions. Like I'm such a like hands up all the time like um but yeah I couldn't just couldn't really couldn't see myself like improving or just genuinely wanting to learn about the things I was learning about so yeah um I did a year and a half and then was like this isn't really for me I actually was enrolled or not really enrolled but I'd looked into a PT course at the Gordon first um and then once I sort of gave up gave up on uni I decided that I was like no I definitely want to do PT yeah. like this is I found I was spending a lot more time sort of cooking in the kitchen like trying to develop recipes or going to the gym and I was like I think if this is what I'm mainly spending a lot of my day procrastinating doing yeah um, it's a bit of a sign so that's yeah yeah you don't need to go to uni though nah that's the thing you know yeah. Everyone feels so pressured these days Definitely. to leave school. You have to go to uni. Yeah. And how many people do we know now that finish their degree and they're going, well, that was a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. So, or, or just, and now moving maybe into another degree, like yeah. still not really sure of what pathway they want to take. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's great that you left when you did. Yeah. 100%. Obviously worked out. Yeah. So you finished PT. Mm-hmm. What happened yeah. after that? So, yeah, I went to VFA, did, it was a six-month course for Cert 3 and Cert 4. Um, and based, so I was 20 by the time I finished and I was kind of kind of really over Geelong, I think, as a 20-year-old. Like, growing up here, I was sort of like, nah, like, let's do something different. And I think I knew if I wanted to run my own business or start up my own business, I didn't want to start it in Geelong just because then I knew that I was potentially going to lock myself down like I never would have gone anywhere else. Yeah. So um, I moved to Melbourne like with two of my good girlfriends and um, worked in a, got a job in a Genesis gym, mm-hmm. which is sort of a big chain gym in Caulfield. Okay. Mm. What was that like? Not great. <laughs> Not okay. great. It was like, it was a good probably first start, I think, because, um, I don't know, I suppose it's just sort of, you see how big gyms are structured. So for me, that was a really good, it's definitely a big learning curve for me now in the future yeah. um, to see how they run and um, you know how they train their trainers and okay. when you know how to get clients and things like that yeah. so it was definitely um, 
yeah, definitely hard. Like your rent, like you go straight into sort of like a $300 rent per week. A week. Yeah. And I, wow. living in Melbourne as well, paying rent, I was paying rent like maybe $700 a month oh. and then $300 a week. And I was like 20 years old. <sighs> I worked two jobs at the time. So I worked at Portman's just in Melbourne Central. Yeah. Um, and I knew that there was no way I could give that up until I was yeah actually starting to make some money. So... Yeah. Um, that sounds really hard. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was definitely hard. I remember coming home to Geelong on the weekends and like, you know, going through mum's pantry and like <laughs> taking home like tins of soup and oh. and things like that just because I was like, and she was just like, take whatever you need loose, like, oh, you know. Beautiful. Yes. So. It is hard though, you oh, know. Oh, for sure. Rent in Melbourne is like 200 to 250 a week just yeah. for a bedroom. And yeah, you're still expected to live your life. Yeah, and absolutely. Do stuff, but yeah. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's and I think as well, I I was probably is better for me, but being a PT, I think in the end you kind of you work the hours when people aren't working. Yeah. And so you work most weeknights, and the, the Melbourne lifestyle is a lot of like go out for dinner on weeknights, go out yeah. for drinks, and I always worked every every weeknight, Friday night, Saturday morning, so. You missed out on all of it. I actually did. Yeah. And I, I remember when I moved back from Melbourne just thinking, um, yeah, I never didn't really get the experience I yeah. think I wanted to. Uh-huh. So You didn't yeah. even make the most of no, that? No, definitely not. Nah. I kind of wish I had to work there and done something else just to see what that experience was like. Yeah. yeah. And even, even the bar life. You know, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you go straight from just doing your bar shift and then have you know, your little night out with your friends. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, similar experience. <clears throat> I did not enjoy Melbourne whatsoever. Because How long did you live there studying. for? I was just there for three months. Yeah. That was all. And I think it was exactly the same. I wanted to get away from Geelong for a little bit as yeah. well. It's like you're seeking more. Absolutely. But then, I don't know, what is special about Geelong is the community. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I Yeah, to this day, I don't think I could... The business that I have now, I don't think I could have had in Melbourne. And I don't know what, but I think what grew my business to begin with was just the community of Geelong and the word of mouth and yeah. um, people talking to other people, them having friends and sisters. and Yeah. yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. And Melbourne, I've talked about this recently with uh, Brie Filipponi. And yeah. it's just, Melbourne just has a different vibe. Yeah. yeah, people don't have a lot of time to no. stand around and chat and do all that yeah. for you. They just sort of in and yeah. out. It's oh. very business. And and that's what personal training is like up there as well. Uh. Training people up in Melbourne was, was so different to Geelong. And I think that's because it is very in and out. A lot of my PT sessions, I used to be full, like my days were full with back-to-back PT sessions, but a lot, a lot of them were 30 minutes. Mm. So like they were just two in every hour. Wow. And it, they were just you know little hit sessions like just to get their little bit of exercise in and then they yeah. go off and do their nine to five jobs so it was so different there's not a lot of connection there no 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 yeah oh. it's it's yeah it's weird how different it is but i know and they're only really an hour not even sometimes 45 minutes yeah. down the road i know it's completely different vibe yeah we're almost connected i feel like <laughs> we're getting getting towards that way i know we are <laughs> as it grows yes yeah so melbourne how did that sort of and for you up there um so up there so when I worked in Genesis for a year I moved across to a PT sort of base gym which was great for me because I feel like that's where my business probably started to really bloom and I had a a little bit more flexibility in what I could do 
um, with clients and, and what clients I could bring in. My clients didn't have to be members of the gym, whereas at Genesis they had oh, cool. to be members, that sort of thing. So I could do a lot more promoting for my business. Yeah. Um, and that's, I suppose, where I kind of started working more with females and more with um, people that I connected with because that's where I found my clientele because yeah. then they knew someone else and they had friends and um, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. That was kind of Melbourne, and I did all my competing up in Melbourne as well. Oh, yes, of course, competing. Yeah. How did you get into that? Uh, compete. I think it was something as a trainer that was sort of always on my mind. I remember I used to stalk so many Instagrams of these fitness models, and just I was just in awe of them all yeah. the time. I was oh, my gosh, these women are amazing. Like, look at them. And I don't ever think I thought I could do something like that. And then a trainer that I was um, good friends with up there, she had done one. Um, and I think she, maybe she was about a year younger than me. And I just remember talking to her, oh my God, what was it like? And, and she goes, Luce, like, if you want to do one, you should do one. And I was just like, no, like, no way I could do one. Um, and her biggest advice for me was like, as long as you can get yourself a good coach, like there's no reason you would not be able to do it. So, um, yeah, she passed on her details to her coach and... I kind of just got in it in from there and yeah, we did three within a year. I did three comps within a year. Three? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you must have loved it. I did love it at the time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's kind of, it's a sport where I think you do really love in the time and when you're out of it, you appreciate, you appreciate the people that do the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd. You know, I've considered competing again since then, but yeah, I've always sort of then pulled away. So, why yeah. do you think that is? Um, I think post comp was probably like the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so competing was sort of you know it was obviously very diet related, very strict. Yeah. Um, your programs are all set out for you. You're training twice a day, all that sort of stuff, and you do really get yourself down to such such an incredible like you've just never seen your physique like it at all it's ridiculous yeah um and I think from there um like post comp was almost harder than competing like competing you've got rules to follow you've got guidelines sort of thing and like you just you never step a foot out of line I find um and then as soon as you finish competing like it's like this whole world of food and emotions and and body image just opens up to you and it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So highlighting a massive thing there with body image. Yeah. So at the time, how was your body image? Um, I think when I first started competing, there was always, I think I sort of always grew, not grew up with body image issues, but I can pinpoint a moment when I was, I would say year 11, mm. um, when I started to look more at my body and be a little bit more self-critical and, um, you know, then start going to the gym, start watching what I was eating, like as a 17-year-old, yeah. um, watching what I was drinking, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. It's amazing how young we start. Oh, absolutely. And I think it kind of came from when I was younger, I you just didn't think about it at all. And I was always quite, quite little and my family knew me. I was always being really quite little. And there was one moment, I think, when I was 17 and one of my aunties had actually mentioned something to my mum, like, oh, Lucy's put on a little bit of weight. And my mum goes, oh, you know, so-and-so said that 
you know, you just put on a little bit of weight. And that's when mum and kind of, you know, I'd obviously started going to parties, started drinking. And mum was like, you know, it could be that alcohol that you've been drinking at parties. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like my body's changing. Like what, you know? And it's something that small, just one comment can snowball. Oh, it's crazy. The rest of, yeah, Yeah. let's just say our lives. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It can be that simple. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I always remember, I can still always remember that moment because I think that was that switch for me Mm -hmm. that was just like, oh my gosh, you know, if this person can see it, everyone else must be thinking exactly the same thing. That's awful. Yeah. But, um. Well, moved on from that now which is good and yeah that's great yeah obviously doing PT was I think I, I always wanted to help people mm-hmm. but being a PT I was very always aware of my physical appearance and um, yeah. you know well, I feel like there's a lot of expectation oh absolutely and you can put that on yourself yeah definitely I guess you know no one wants to be trained by someone who isn't fit themselves yeah yeah definitely and I think it's hard because we we sort of with fit and like looking fit that it can be some people can be fit but not actually look fit if the, if you know yes. we kind of associate with what we look like is the lifestyle that we live yeah which I think is really hard it is because it's kind of wrong yeah people are just judging you by the way that you look yeah. so yeah it's nasty yeah and that's where social media comes into it too oh absolutely we put these expectations of ourselves and I think without even realizing like it's not something we go out to go this is what I want to look like but if you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and a gorgeous model comes up you cannot help your mind but to go oh I wish I looked like that so yeah it's so hard not to compare yeah yeah because I it would be so hard to be like oh I I definitely don't want to look like that like I'm so happy with myself like it's self-love is such a forced thing I think at the start it feels so unnatural but yeah yeah you grow into it oh absolutely yeah definitely so heading back to comp Mm -hmm. and how is the body image after that um after comp body image really bad um yeah I reckon I struggled with body image for a solid like year Mm -hmm. after competing and I went through stages where like after competing just binge eating dieting binge eating dieting um it's kind of it's just like a routine for me almost, like my day-to-day life, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was after comp. And I, yeah, just very harsh on myself and harsh of what my body then looked like. Like you obviously, it's very easy to gain weight after comp and to see your body transform so quickly, you just think, like I used to go to the gym wear really big baggy jumpers because I had just thought everyone in the gym that I trained at was you know, going, oh, she's put on a little bit of weight since her comp or, you know, it's not things that anyone had ever said. You just genuinely believe that that's what people would be thinking. So, yeah. Yeah. It's heightened. Yeah. Like, yeah. The anxiety can come out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think that that was for you mentally? Um, I would say when I look back at it now, I truly believe that I was, yeah, like it, especially after you've done something for example like binge eating Mm -hmm. I found would just take over my whole entire body and I can once I actually developed like to get over that the I could start to understand like the cues of what my body was doing and that feeling even when someone leaves the house 
and you think, oh my gosh, I'm in the house by myself. And it is, it's like this really overpowering thing that happens inside your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting to recognize that. And then after binging, gosh, I just remember like lying in bed, like just thinking, having no motivation, didn't want to go to work, didn't yeah. want to go to the gym, did nothing on the weekends because you're just so ashamed of yourself. Yeah. It's like this There's a hor- lot of self-loathing. Oh, horrible guilt that you have. I know, it's a horrible yeah. cycle. You think it's going to like make you feel better yeah. for a little bit. It's yeah. like there's an excitement to it. Absolutely. Enjoyment, you know, of course it releases the dopamine. Oh. You're thinking this it's is going to feel great. It's such a like just fuck it moment. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Like it's fine. But you then know. the aftermath. Yeah. It's horrible. It is. Mm. So, yeah. I think back to that now and I always, and I can't believe, you know, not can't believe, but it was so frequent for me. Like, you know, at least every third day or at least once a week sort of thing. Um, and just, at, I was definitely going through those really shit stages at least once a week. Can't get out of bed, you know, don't want to go to work, whatever it was. Um, didn't want to, you know, try on clothes and yeah. yeah. And, and not yeah, and not telling anyone. That's the thing. Like, it's such a secret. It is. Because you just believe that you're so, like, you're just not normal. I'm just like, no one else does this. None of my friends do this. None of my sisters do this. Like, what, I just think, what's wrong with me? Why can't you control yourself? And you really, yeah, talk, but yeah, just talk badly to yourself as well. Yeah. Like, like what's wrong with it? Yeah. You have a really positive sort of self-talk, I think. Yeah. No, sorry, negative, yeah. Yeah, su- super negative. Yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds like you've obviously come up with a few things to stop yourself when you know you're heading into that sort yeah. of cycle. Yeah. Do you have anything for the listeners that they could probably look out for or tips or something? Um, starting off sort of my self-love, I suppose, I suppose sort of thing, was actually um, they, they always sound really corny, but a lot of it was actually... Um, a lot of stuff to do with looking at myself in the mirror and pinpointing the things that I always used to pick on myself for. So for example, I never used to like my legs. Like that's just where I carry my weight and I carry my weight in my bum. And like, (laughs) and I was always like, you know, just striving, always striving for those skinny legs that I just thought every other girl had. Oh, me too, girl. Yeah. And it's just, until you genuinely start going like, like these legs, like, I can walk on these legs, yeah. you know, um, yes, like this is where I carry my weight, but that's, you know, that's how my, my body is. And, and to just generally go, you know what? I like my legs. I've got a good butt. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do have a good butt, you know, yeah. like it's a little bit jiggly. That's fine. You know, whatever. So doing like mirror things, I think really helped to me, yeah. even, um, like small, like little post-it notes, like stick them on your mirror um, that were just like either the positive words or um, whether it said like, go girl, you are beautiful, have a good day, whatever, like small different things that I found like really um, just sort of key reminders every morning like, yes, okay. That is so you can good. do this, yeah. They are good self-care tips. Yeah. It's super important mm. to start like embodying self-love. Yeah. Because we are, we're, I don't know if it's high school or whatever, whatever it is, but like, yeah looking at ourselves in the mirror, not liking what we see, trying to change it, and then yeah. going back and forth, back and forth between that. It's like we're never happy with how we look. Yeah. We're constantly wanting to be different, but yeah. never quite accepting what we have 
yeah. for what our body can do for us. Yeah. Just, I think acceptance is oh, one of the biggest things. Absolutely. Yeah. Accepting your body for the amazing things that it can do. And I think as soon as you accept it for like wherever you are in your journey, even like as soon as you accept it right then and never think, you know, a lot of the time we say, oh, I won't be happy until I get to this. Yeah. Until I look like this, I know that I will be happy. Yeah. But when I think back to competing and I think that's all I wanted, like I just wanted to look like that mm-hmm. and to think, yeah, I was maybe happy at the time. I remember thinking, oh, it's one of the happiest days of my life the first time I competed. But then thinking when I was up there on stage, you're gen- like being judged on what your body looks like. And I remember seeing all these amazing girls and just going, they look better than me my legs are still bigger than theirs. So I was still at this tiny stage criticizing my body and I wasn't happy still. So That's awful. Yeah. Even when you think you're going to be at like your peak, yeah, it's never good enough. No, never. So, yeah. Still just a cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most powerful things I ever saw from you was I think you used strong, not skinny. Yeah. Tell me where that came from. Um, I think that comes in probably then the change of your mindset in terms of like when you train. Um, and that probably was after competing. And then once I sort of finished up in Melbourne, um, and came back to Geelong with the intention to open up my own gym, I did honestly go through a stage where I thought I was probably not going to do PT anymore because yeah when I so I did this little Europe trip to Europe when I was 22 this was just before I moved home because I needed to escape from the fitness industry and I because I could feel it consuming me so much and so that was after I competed and then I had a whole year with this binge eating horrible cycle and just like yeah guilt all the time but I was still training as in I was still training to think oh maybe I should do another comp that'll get me back on track um, and I was still going to the gym, doing bodybuilding style of training where I was like, when you train like that, you're training it to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about how heavy you can lift. You're like, yeah, I can lift heavier today, but do my muscles look bigger? Or do I feel leaner today? You know, that sort of thing. So it was a definitely different intention when I used to train yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, but then, so yeah, I was kind of like, I just need a break. Like my mind is going million miles an hour, mm. I'm going to work, all I talk about is eating healthy and exercise and tips and then you go home and that's all you think about and yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah. um, I went to Europe when I was 22 or 21, it must have been, um, and yeah, kind of just, it just opened me up to this amazing world of different bodies and um, how other people live and how happy all these women especially in Europe seem to be living and Mm. you know lying on the beach you know without their tops on and they just (laughs) and they were just beautiful though like as in like Mm. they just loved life yeah you know and I remember being in Spain and so many families being together and celebrating and you know drinking late at night but just looking like they were having like so much fun yeah um it's pretty inspiring isn't it it's amazing it's like i want to be that happy and carefree in my body absolutely that's what they seem they seemed absolutely carefree and i just was like that instantly i was like that's what i want like yeah that's how i want to want to live and so um coming back from europe it was either like do i still want to do pt like what do you want to do and i was just like no like that's that's the message we need to send people because yeah 
and like help people start living so mm. once I came back and then um decided to open the gym my mum thought I was absolutely bonkers like <laughs> she was just like oh Luce like are you sure like you know maybe you d- maybe we could just do it from the shed or or maybe like have a little look around at other gyms and I was like mum I'm not, I don't want to waste my money like spending rent to someone else and I don't want to abide by anyone else's rules anymore of Mm -hmm. how I should train people or things like that. I was like, I know what I want to do and I know like I just felt for like the first time in my life, I think I felt so confident in what I had to offer and what I was going to like bring to the table and I think previously I just doubted myself as a PT because when you work in a gym with other PTs, I'm always like, oh, they've been, look how many clients they have, or, yeah. oh, they've got, you know, I don't know, I just think I was always, and I think not being very, you know, I don't think I'm very intelligent. I'm good at PT stuff, mm. but not super smart or anything like that, so I'd always put myself down in that aspect, like, yeah. oh, you're not smart as other, you know, you won't be able to do it, it's or... the comparison again. Yeah, you don't know that much about this, or whatever it is, so... Yeah, I've had that myself. Yeah, yeah, so I just thought... No, I know I know that I'm a good PT and I was like, I know that this is gonna work. Like mm-hmm. this is gonna work. So So that was the beginning of loose yeah, fit. Yeah, that was the beginning of loose fit. So as soon as I came back I came back from Europe in the November and then the we took the lease over in the December, so I literally was like flat out just looking wow. for spaces in one month and then we found um, the small gym in Lambert Avenue, um, in Newtown. And I was like, yep, that's it. And it was just this old looking warehouse. Like there's grease on the walls. There was like, it was nails everywhere in the wall. And like, but I don't know. I walked in and I was like, I can see what I want to do within this space. Um, and within a month, we like transformed it really into a gym. That's incredible. And then, yeah, I still remember mum saying like, I was like, oh, I've got to get this gym flooring and like it's all so expensive. And she's like, just put carpet down. Oh. You know, why don't you just put some carpet down? I was like, carpet, mum, if you ever step foot in a gym in your life. Oh my goodness. She was like, oh, well, you know. So, but anyway, I like to thank my parents to this day because they still were very supportive of me. Yeah. Um, And like helped me with the funds to get started because I came back from Europe with no money, already <laughs> owing them money. And she's yeah. like, do you really think this is the right decision to make? And... But, you know, they believed in me. and Yeah, and you, it sounds like you believed in yourself. Oh, absolutely. Like, you got yeah. to back yourself 100%. Yeah. And that would be, like, I think if, you know, especially giving advice to other people, anyone mm. that wants to start their own business, I think if you genuinely think you've got what it takes and you know what you have to offer is, for me, it was like, I think this will change people's lives. And that was a, such an important thing for me to achieve. Like, I've, yeah. it's always been a... A strong priority of mine mm. um, then you just have to go for it and in the back of my mind I just used to think you know what if it doesn't work out I'm 23 years old and I'll be in debt and I can pay it off but it was uh-huh. worth the risk so it was worth yeah, the risk. It so, was, so tell the listeners like what is loose fit what's it about what do you guys do um so loose fit basically it's all female training um we specialize in eight-week challenges but more important, importantly, I would say it's about the environment and the community um, and just like basically backing women to to train to be strong, like that whole strong and not skinny, to get them in the gym, moving their body um, and sort of, I don't know, 
living life with it with different focuses trying to trying to get them to love themselves so um even the way we train girls it's very specific in things that we say when we when we train them it's we're very we don't focus on what your body looks like it's all yeah how strong do you feel and and I think especially for young women um it was a big focus for me being young myself and obviously having already so many issues from the age of 17 to 23 Mm. I was like and accepting that I mustn't be the only person like this you know (laughs) there must be others out there kind of thing so if there's others out there we should like get them in like let's help them let's do it together yeah yeah. and be confident like you're only young once and exactly you should want to go out and you know drink your vodka lime and sodas and not feel like you have to stay at home because you're ashamed of your body or you've got to embody the rock what you got yeah and just learn to love it yeah I think that's helped in a group fitness environment definitely they find like-minded people yeah and I think there's nothing better you know you find like commonalities between each other like you find adult friends yeah it's so important yeah absolutely Mm. so so how has it evolved over the last couple of years from Um, start to beginning so from the start so we kind of just started with eight week challenges yeah um and within the first sort of challenge i like we'd signed up 45 girls Mm -hmm. which i was just like mind blown yeah you know i never thought i i kind of thought yeah i'll definitely get there but it was a little bit of a slow process at the start yeah mum's like you know loose like if you get 15 girls like 15 is great and i was like that is great i know but in my head i was like no like i'm not going to stop at 15 and so I just did as much as I could to get as many people like in the door and yeah. Um, so what were you doing? I'd just do like information sessions and mm-hmm. um, obviously social media was a big sort of boom for me cool. in, once we started to get rolling. Yeah. Um, and kind of just putting the word like obviously I had so many friends in Geelong that once I was kind of like I'm moving back to Geelong hips I'm like yes like (laughs) I've always wanted to train with you like I'll finally get to train with you so so good yeah it was kind of like an excitement for people to be like she's back in Geelong she's opening up something so I had heaps of really supportive friends I think I honestly had 10 girlfriends within the first challenge and they all just were like yep we'll we'll sign sign us up like let's do it so that was a huge huge help for me yeah um yeah support is so important yeah yeah family friends yeah can't do it without yeah and I think I always think back to especially living in Melbourne like I never got to see my friends as much as I used to and competing like I got to a point I wasn't drinking with them Mm -hmm. I wasn't I'd go to parties I'd leave early and I used to think oh gosh like for these girls to get around me so much when I feel like I probably was isolating myself for for you know a couple of years um, yeah. was just such a such a good feeling for yeah. me yeah so first challenge sort of kicked off and then from there honestly word of mouth was important like like you said Geelong is such an incredible community um, and one person just talks to someone else they bring along their sister their friend and then their mum and then I think for me that was really exciting because then you have you know then my mum did the challenge and then so then we really broadened our like yeah, sort you of, market. Yeah, you market. Like it wasn't just a young girl thing and yeah. we now have women like of all ages and it's it's great. And for them to still come in and feel like they don't feel intimidated by the younger girls. Yeah. Everyone just comes in, they work, train hard and you know, they chat at the end and it's yeah, it's awesome. That's 
great. Yeah. And you guys have got a new gym now. Yes. So we're at Newtown, the smaller gym, for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically we just kind of outgrew the gym. So classes were always capping at 30 yeah. back then. Um, and we were still running like five to six classes a day. And then it, there was just kind of I just needed another another step. Yeah. Like if I was going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I found that there was no – I don't really get anything out of just staying comfortable. <laughs> you know, like so, sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, gosh, my life would be so less stressful if I just had of stayed, you know, stayed comfortable. Yeah. But then, oh, life? absolutely. So <laughs> I was like, no, let's do it. Let's, yeah. Let's um, open a bigger gym. Oh. So – we found a space in, in it just in South Geelong. Mm. Um, and so we moved across there. We opened there at the start of Feb this year. Amazing. Um, and yeah, gym is twice the size oh. and we can take t- double the amount of girls. So um, super stressful. <laughs> Probably wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to many people, but oh. nah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's yeah taken off. And it, yeah, as I said, keeps me on my toes keeps me busy yeah um I bet it does yeah but I just I I feel excited because my main thing was to help to help as many girls as I could so yeah by creating a bigger space it allows me I think just to help more people yeah so um that's kind of the drive behind it really it's amazing yeah it's so so impressive yeah you are a young 20 something year old female and yeah. you've opened a business and you've grown it even yeah. bigger now you've doubled it in size yeah that's huge it's weird to think about actually yeah i think i probably don't give myself as much credit like when i hear people talk about it i'm like oh you know like it's just, <laughs> i think because i've just been so involved and yeah been doing it now for three years so well, you've heard from me. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thank you. So, do we have any plans for the future? Um, the future, honestly, like at the moment, because everyone keeps telling me if I'm going to branch or franchise or mm-hmm. do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, Loose Fit is like the gym itself and um, getting that in the community within there bigger and a little bit more involved, um, I think is my main focus. Yeah, cool. But my like doors are never shut to open somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to open again in another like small community. Um, cause I think like, I don't know, I feel like one, one loose fit in Geelong is enough for me. Like one big yeah. loose fit where I can keep my eye on everything and <laughs> still be in charge. Um, but I would love to open even like Ballarat or Bendigo, like mm-hmm. another sort of smaller, town that I think would really benefit from it so definitely yeah yeah without kind of the big competitors and yeah. and Melbourne lifestyle that's the thing I think when you find a community and people that you know seem to live a, a little bit of a different lifestyle it's um yeah kind of would be more important to them sort of thing the yeah. way we run things so yes definitely mm. and they are the small towns like they're very committed to the community yeah absolutely and it is about supporting one another like it's like Geelong businesses, like the amount of businesses you can get involved just by, you know, even just asking them, I think, yeah. you know, I was always really nervous as starting out like, oh, you know, who should I ask to maybe put in a voucher? Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. starting out, like you've, you've not got no money and you've got sort of no network sort of thing, but yeah. so many businesses, you just send one simple email or pop into their shop and you're like, oh this is what I do, this is who I am, um, would you be keen to like get involved and 
all the time. They're just like, absolutely, like, we love seeing, you know, young people doing this sort of good on you. Like, we'd love to help you out. So that's been amazing as well. Yeah. So great. It's so good. Never undervalue networking. Nah. So I saw you guys running Good Friday Appeal. Yes. What are you doing for them? Um, so we run a Good Friday Appeal every year. We've yeah. done it since yeah, since we first opened. Wow. Um, my one of my younger cousins has cystic fibrosis. So I always remember like going up and visiting him in the um, Royal Children's Hospital and um, I just think it's just such an awesome like fundraiser and charity it is. and it's beautiful. Yeah, so we yeah, it started running. We used to run the Good Friday workout, mm-hmm. um, which we'd, yeah, try and keep every year. And so this year, we normally just do one class on the in the morning, um, but this year we had three classes in the new space. Wow. And, um, yeah, pretty much all of them were, were booked out, which was exciting. That's and so great. Yeah, all the, all the tickets, so normally we sell tickets for like 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, all the money goes to the Good Friday appeal. And, and again, small businesses, yeah. they love it. Like it's such a good cause yeah. and raffle tickets. And it's just such a good day. Such a different atmosphere in the gym as well. Yeah. You know, because people are just, I don't know, I think they're training, they're exercising for a good cause. So mm-hmm. again, you're kind of taking away um, yeah, that focus on other things that might be going on. And yeah, yeah people train hard and, We've got boys. Boys come in on the on, on all of our fundraisers, and they love it. <laughs> oh, good on <laughs> so yeah, no, nah, it's always good. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think we've brushed over it, but I want to talk to you about you know what you think your purpose and what impact you want to make. Mm-hmm. But just to clarify, yeah, what are you here to do? It's definitely still to help women in particular. Yeah. Um, and it would be to get them living a life where they feel happy within themselves. And yeah, feeling supported by others, and and as you say, creating a, a safe place for them. So if I can keep doing that, whether that's you know across Geelong and across Ballarat or Bendigo, um, is just yeah, have, finding getting a space for them to really start loving themselves and incorporating a different way that we think. Like at Loose Fit, we have a really different value on even like food and nutrition. Um, you know, we don't we don't focus on calorie counting and things like that. We actually run like mindful eating seminars, which I think wow, yeah, which I think is probably a lot different to other gyms. Yes, completely. Yeah, talk to me about mindful eating. Um, so we run we we'll run seminars on mindful and intuitive eating. Yeah. Um, so basically that's like going back to basics, um, and being really in tune with your body. So it's like listening to your body and like signs of hunger, mm-hmm. whether they're um, like mental signs, like yeah. emotional signs or general like physical signs of being okay. hungry. So yeah. Um, yeah, which it then connects to like being mindful. Yeah. So mindful about your body um, and the way that you're feeling. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So I think that is so huge for yeah. people to learn. Yeah. That's going to change yeah. things. So, yeah, so we, and we just go small steps. So basically, like, when you're eating your food, like, sit at the table, mm-hmm. turn off the TV, yep. don't look at your phone. Like, nice, nice and easy. Like, yep. like sit at, as we used to do, like, probably when you were kids or, you know, ages, everyone used to sit at the table and eat their dinner. So, yeah. um, and then go back to, like, what, what, what can you taste? What are the textures of the food? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it smell like? So... Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter like what you're eating. I think if you really slow it down, um, you're just 
yeah you enjoy food so so much more and you're really in tune to like what you feel like and yeah you kind of yeah and stopping when you're full as yeah, well absolutely yeah not overeating nah yeah yeah oh, those are some great tips yeah the listeners will really eat that up yeah that's awesome yeah so yeah we have put a high focus on that and um that's been like a really big part i think for me in terms of food and the, the way i eat now yeah is um yeah kind of removing guilt from foods and eating nutritiously to to generally like do good for your body and to feel good um it's all about changing your attitude towards it absolutely it? yeah um, and sort of the way you talk about food as well is really important. So yeah. clarifying, putting foods into categories like that's a good food, that's a bad food. We kind of want to get out of that habit yeah. and just, you know, and just be like, that's a burger. Like that's yeah. what it is. Like it doesn't have to mean it's good or it's bad or yeah. – um, because as soon as we start to do things like that, we're going, oh, I shouldn't have had that because that was a bad food. And that leads to guilt. Yeah, absolutely. And then we start this really bad cycle again. So. Yeah. Um, it's eating food that you enjoy and spending the time to enjoy the food that you're eating as well. So trying not to eat while you're in the car or standing up the bench or, you know, we're so on the go these days and being busy, of course, you're just like, oh, just quickly, you know, do this and I'll drink it in the car on the way to work and, or whatever it might be. So we're not, not very mindful. No. And your body, like your, your mind doesn't even recognize that you're actually eating. So you're probably going to get to work and be like, oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. But I like, it's just because your body doesn't really know what's happened within that time because you were focusing on so many different things. So. Yeah. And our lives are so, so crazy. Oh, they are. It is. It's hard to slow down. Yeah. But once we do, mm-hmm. that's when the really positive parts of our lives start to come yeah. out. I mean, do you have any like other mindfulness tactics that you do? Um, so I, well, I would say I definitely went through a, a stage in my life and especially even opening the new gym. Like I was, got really bad anxiety, things like that, because I was just so, so focused on loose fit, especially. Um, and I learnt, then actually learnt to, I just had to slow down mm-hmm. because otherwise I was going to be a mess. And yeah. And my business wasn't going to function if if the if I was not functioning properly. No. So um, I always do things. I think in terms of um, mindfulness, I think our, our mind can react in two different ways. So we can be really irrational about things mm-hmm. and we can be rational. And a lot of the time our mind will fall to that irrational thought, but so strongly believe that that is the way things are going to be. You know, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> and so... For me, like slowing things down is actually just, it is, it's like not looking at your phone, looking at two different sides of the story um, and going, okay, is this what's really going to happen if, you know, for me opening the gym, every decision was the biggest decision I could possibly have made and will this small decision, is it going to have this huge effect and it's going to shut down my whole business (laughs) or, you know, could you get a couple of bad feedback responses and learn from that mistake or, or maybe people will enjoy it. So, um, yeah, definitely slowing down Mm -hmm. and being more in tune with how your mind is reacting to things, which I know is super hard. Like it's really hard to listen to your mind. Yeah. And I think mindfulness is something that honestly is so forced at the start. Yeah. And it feels really silly. Yeah. And that's why I tell the girls we do like we do self love seminars as well at the gym. Oh. Yeah. So we're all about I'm it. Just we're loving what we're all about, about loving yourself. And <laughs> you know, we're a bit 
And like I think some people, and I think, you know, that's why it is a different gym to come to because some people don't really, we're a bit airy, not airy fairy, but we're just, you know. I understand it. You know, people are like, oh, not that hippie nonsense yeah, or like this Yahoo. But absolutely. seriously, just listen and just try I, it. We promise it works. I promise it works. <laughs> yeah. I know. And and because we can be so set in our ways. Like, no, like if, I, if I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to drop down my calories. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. stick to this. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Um, we just don't really offer that loose fit. So <laughs> and I'm happy, happy with that. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of it is tied to emotions as well. So oh. when you're teaching people how to be mindful, yeah. you know, implement self-love, mm-hmm. like that's when you're getting to the root cause of why we keep yo-yo dieting. Yeah. So why do we keep putting on weight and then all of a sudden restricting heavily and yeah. getting heaps skinnier? Teaching people, like, it's super hard, but self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know, awareness of how you're feeling towards certain foods, yeah. your training, like, that's what's going to implement long-term change oh, for them. Absolutely. It is honestly about creating sustainable um, relationships with food and relationships with your body yeah. is generally going to keep you living a longer and healthier life than, you know, you're dieting for six weeks and... It's not healthy. No, and I see so many programs out there sometimes and, and their, like, their promotion of their program is, you know, lose 10% of your body fat within mm. this and we'll give you your money back. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's so unwell. <laughs> oh, it concerns it makes, me so yeah. much. Yeah. And we actually have, I have a few girls that come and they'll sign up to the A-Week Challenge and they do expect maybe something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of them come up and talk to me and they're like, Luce, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Like, you know, you know, I ate, you know, my five meals today and like I wasn't, didn't feel really hungry or, you know, I didn't overeat. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, yeah, you know, they're like expecting to be starving. Absolutely. And because yeah. they do, they do these crazy other challenges and they mm. starve themselves or whatever it is. And I'm just like, oh my but was that sustainable? Yeah. And because, no, because no, now you've signed up to my challenge because you like, you need yeah. to find something sustainable. Yeah. And, you know, slow and steady wins the race. That's why I yeah, tell the girls. So as soon as you apply this really big pressure to yourself to get to get somewhere within the eight weeks, like I always say to the girls, it's an eight-week challenge, but do you know what? At the end of the eight weeks, we have how many more weeks of our life to go? Exactly. So, oh, yeah. It's the same with me and my concept at F45. Yeah. We run eight-week challenges, but for them, that's just a starting point. Yeah. That has to be your kickstart. Absolutely. You really have to start adapting these yeah. healthy lifestyle habits mm-hmm. long-term. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's so hard though for yeah. people to see, yeah. to take it on. And even like some of the girls are like, oh, what's, you know, girls keep signing up to your challenge. I'm like, it's, it's not my goal for you to want to sign up all the time. I want you to create a healthy relationship. So we do have girls that will do a couple of challenges and, you know, if we sit, we always do goal setting with them at the start of the challenge. Yeah. And I always say to them, okay, why have you signed up again? Like, what what was it? Well, as soon as I got off the challenge, like, you know, I went out, started going out for dinner a lot more. I stopped becoming aware of, you know, how I was feeling when I was training. And yeah. I stopped training for, like, started training for the wrong reasons again. Because they were just yeah. like, oh, I just need to maybe get there and do what I need to do and that sort of thing. So... Um, it's then resetting their goals that were completely different to how they started. Yeah. Um, yeah, you reset their goals towards like, all right, so we're training for this reason now. Yeah. 
you know, you know, let's try and stay consistent. Yeah. You know, we'll do four to five times a week. Yeah. When you go out for dinner, you know, let's not have a soft drink. Absolutely. Let's just stick with a protein sauce and, you know, a salad yeah. and some veggies or something healthy like that. Absolutely. You can still go out for dinner, babe. Yeah. You just make yeah. a few different choices. I know. And I, I think being someone which I've always wanted to sort of not let hide from the world as well. Like I'm all about, like I love going out for a drink and mm-hmm. I love going out for dinner. Yeah, me too. And I was like, I'm, there's, I think I, opening a gym, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to have to stop all that sort of thing. But then I was like, no, like this is what we want to teach people. Yeah. And there's no way I would ever hide that from very honest with my clients. Yeah. And I'm like, I want you to go out and have fun. Like this is why we created this space. So you can go out, you can love yourself, you can have fun with your friends but we can do it in a more sustainable and healthy way that's going to yeah. leave you feeling better the next day. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a little bit of balance. Yeah. Like, give me 20% of whatever the hell I want. And, yeah. And, you know, 80% I'm in the gym, I'm eating great, yeah. healthy, nutritious food, fueling my body. Yeah. I think otherwise you're just going to go crazy. Oh, no one's going to be 100% all the time. No way. You just can't. Yeah. I know. And then you fall off the bandwagon and then you're back where you started. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> and it's still a, a, like it's still a cycle. Like I, I still see the cycle. I'll have bad weeks and good weeks and then a couple of good weeks, good days, bad days. And I think as soon as you accept that, like, do you know what? This is life. Yeah. And this is the journey of life. And to have a couple of bad days, you, you know, you have to then, you really appreciate the good days. You do, yeah. So, um... It's yeah. just all acceptance and yeah. awareness. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And I think for me now, even it's actually just choosing, choosing the right reasons to, mm-hmm. for example, if I'm going out for dinner or doing this, like making sure I, I am doing it because I genuinely want to do it and I'm doing it with the people that I love and like my yeah. best friends and I'm not sort of just, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Is your energy best served doing that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, or if it's like maybe something that I'm like, oh, didn't really want to go to that like I'm feeling a bit flat like making that proper decision to go well do you know what I'm just going to drive tonight and because in reality you have to put yourself as number one priority yeah and that's going to make you feel better the next day 100% so yeah yeah I do exactly the same thing yeah sometimes I'm like I'm invited to something I'll be like you know what it either doesn't align with my values or Mm -hmm. I've had such a hard day I really don't have energy for that yeah and just say no yeah I put myself first and I go I need some step time absolutely and then I just have a night of me watching Netflix and you know who knows if I have a glass of wine or whatnot yeah that's what I need in that moment absolutely knowing that yeah yeah and knowing that you know it's not because you're in a in a horrible bad cycle. It's just yeah. generally what you need and what your body needs at the time. Exactly. It's yeah. going back to that mindfulness, oh. being in tune with your body. Absolutely. Oh. That's why it's so important. I think you need to teach people these sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. And I'm hoping that this podcast will really help them. You mm. know, get them in the right decision, like direction. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and if girls in Geelong, you know, head to loose fit, learn the good habits because yeah, it's fundamental. It's so important, and it really will change your future. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to tell to the listeners or share with them before we finish up? Um, I would. Honestly, to say, like, to to really try and, and learn techniques of loving yourself because it is one of the hardest things um, to do, I think. But once you start to learn and you start to feel a little bit more comfortable um, doing things like writing positive notes on your mirror or 
um, starting to really accept what we call our flaws and mm-hmm. and making them your best asset sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and once you can start to do that, like it, that's just the beginning um, because then I feel like your whole world is just gets a whole lot better it does. after that. Yeah. Becomes a whole lot lighter. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, I think ask for help. Like if you, yeah, you're not the only one out there. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You're not nothing like nothing like that. So, you're not alone, guys. Yes, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Just look for it. Look for the right place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> so where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, so our loose fit Instagram is at loose fit underscore Oz. Yeah. Um, but we have a website as well with all of our details for the gym, which is just loosefitaustralia.com. So head into the gym, you find us on the Mind Body app and yeah. book in a class. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I love what you are all about. <laughs> You had a huge journey and I love that you 100% backed yourself in business. Yeah. I just think that is so impressive, you know, for all the girl bosses out there that want to make something of themselves. You really provide a massive influence for them that they can do it too. Absolutely. You should be so proud of where you're sitting now, you know, yeah. going from your binge and restrict habits to, you know, self-love and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, you should be so proud of yourself. Thanks, Deb. Amazing. I definitely am. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Deb. How great was that? Lucy is honestly such a ray of light and Loose Fit Australia is helping so many girls out there overcome issues with their bodies and with food and just getting girls moving again. What Lucy has created is honestly amazing and a true inspiration to anyone out there looking to start their own business. Be sure to head over and follow her and Loosefit on Instagram. For now, it's been an absolute pleasure being here with you guys today and I will see you all in my next episode.